interrupt me. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Girl Uninterrupted. Thank you so much for tuning in on this good Wednesday. Last week, I was a little bit hesitant of America's capabilities to actually do something good for ourselves, but we did do a terrible job. It was an amazing election for women. We now have the youngest ever congresswoman, the first Native American, the first Latina governor, the first LGBTQ member of Congress in Kansas, first Muslim woman in Congress, first lesbian mayor in Florida, along with so many other women. We also passed Amendment 4 here in Florida, which gave back the right to vote to millions of returning citizens. So I am so excited about that. We didn't win everything, but we definitely got a lot of things accomplished. We have control over the house now, so that's also a huge accomplishment. Oh, and let me not forget that Mississippi went purple. That is something that I did not expect, but it's about time. There are extremely too many black people who live there for it to be red and too many poor people that live there for it to be red. So I'm hopeful that Mississippi will change. I haven't had that hope in a long time. So everyone should be very, very proud of themselves. We got things accomplished. We're fighting back. I don't feel as helpless as I did before. And you shouldn't either. But let's just hop into today's topic. Um, this week, I want to talk about rape culture. Um, this is a hard topic for me because... I am a survivor of sexual assault, and I know how rape culture has completely aided into my resistance of not speaking out. But, I mean, this year we've had seen plenty of examples of this in the media as well, of women who have spoken out and nothing has happened. Um, so we saw that with Bill Cosby of, you know, one of the women got um, something accomplished, but there were tens of who knows how many women who were victims of Bill Cosby but didn't get justice from that. You had Brett Kavanaugh, you had Terry Crews' agent, Adam Vinnett, you had Harvard Weinstein, even the President of the United States has added to the state of rape, rape culture in America. So it's been a lot to battle this year. It's been so much that's going on. Um, but a lot of people don't know what rape culture is, and I'm going to explain it to you now. So rape culture is the normalization of sex violence in our society. It's the way that society trivializes, rationalizes, or even condones rape and other acts of sexual violence. So rape culture is basically the way that we think about rape. This is constantly being enforced in our day-to-day -day lives from catcalling, unwanted comments from men about our body, unwanted back and arm rubs from strangers or co-workers, just the whole boys will be boys mindset. This adds on to rape culture every single day. And even though we as women don't have control over men and their actions, um, trust me, I know that their actions are theirs and their responsibility alone. Um, but outside of that, I have seen and heard women condone and add on to rape culture as well. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to constantly talk to women. I want to constantly have these conversations with women because this is our space. 
Girl Interrupted is for women. And if men tune in, hello, thank you for coming and learning something. But this is specifically for female identifying people. So if you want to tune in and listen, you can be here. But I want to address how we condone rape culture, what we do to add on to rape culture. A couple of things that I've seen over the years are the constant excuses for R. Kelly, especially in the Black community. The way we talk about how women wear things, like, why would she wear that? Or, I would never put myself in that position. Like, all of these are comments that I hear daily from women, and this is a problem. So while I explain this topic, while I dive into exactly what rape culture is and what are the aspects of it that are so terrible, I'm also going to give tips on how to combat rape culture in our day-to-day lives as women. So understand that violent masculinity and victim blaming are the cornerstones of rape culture and that they go hand in hand. So let's dive into exactly what that is and how not knowing what that is adds into rape culture. So the idea of violence and masculinity has always been closely related. And that should make complete sense to you since the beginning of time. Violence, masculinity, hand in hand. The the definition of masculinity is defined by these key characteristics such as willingness to take risks, having self-reliance, possessing a strong personality, exhibiting leadership abilities, defending one's self-beliefs and acting rationally. To be a real man, an individual must be seen being ambitious, dominant, self-reliant, competitive, independent, assertive, and aggressive. I know for a fact that these things don't just rely with masculinity. I know plenty of women who have these things, and I see a lot of these things as also being very feminine things. But in the social norms, um, this is what be, this is what is being pushed to men to be like to constantly be in control. Um, so whenever you don't have men that act like this, they're not considered to be men. So now you have this idea of manhood as being the tough guy, always in control and getting what they want at all times. And men are encouraged to fulfill this idea in order to protect themselves and to make themselves physically attractive because for some odd reason, they think that this is what women want. And there are some women who do want this and there are some men who do want this as well. But um, and the whole thing is if this is healthy or not. But let me just continue. So this is something that's being taught since you were a child, like you, it is being taught from the moment that you are born. In any context, violence results from a lack of power and an attempt to gain power. So when a man doesn't feel like he is tough enough or that he's in control or that he has that power, he aims to take that from someone. He has to take the power back, has to get it from someone. Um, this could be in expressed in a lot of different ways. So it can be expressed in the form of rape. It can be expressed in the form of assault. It can be expressed in the form of mass shootings. Like it has been. Um, The violence is just open. Any way that they want to express it. And from this, 
is where victim blaming comes in because instead of blaming the person who committed the act, you blame the victim. This especially happens if it's a white man. It's always somebody else's problem or somebody else's fault rather than the person who did it fault. Um, so what is victim blaming? Victim blaming occurs when the victim of any of these crimes or any crimes are wrongfully oh sorry are wrongfully held entirely or partially at fault for the harm that befalls them. Um, an example of this is when Grown men date or make advances to little girls or young women and the girl is blamed for being too grown. Or when women wear whatever they want and get harassed but then get blamed for being harassed. These are comments that are common or indeed victim blaming. I personally think that these comments are made because of two things. You are afraid to admit that someone has took advantage of you in the past or you don't want to look at the men in your life as being abusers. Um, this is something that I think is a cycle of exactly what violent masculinity or toxic masculinity is. And nobody wants to look at themselves as being a victim of, of it. Um, or they don't want to look at the person that they love, their brothers, their sisters, their dads, their uncles as being abusers or people who've taken advantage of the fact that, um, there are people around who don't see them as threats and then they want to take that power for them, from them or control from them. So this is something that you, you can look at and, and day-to-day things that you could try to change in your brain is, Asking the right questions. So instead of asking questions like, what was she wearing or why was she out there late by herself? You should ask, what made him think that that was acceptable? What made him think that that was a good outlet for that? And this goes for all all genders that are hurt by toxic masculinity. Because it's not just women. Other men are hurt by toxic masculinity or people who don't identify as either genders are hurt by it as well. So changing the way that we think about masculinity, period, helps. And that's number two is to re-examine and to reimagine masculinity. Masculinity isn't this inherent need to have sex or to hump something. Men do have complete control over their hormones the way that we do. And I don't know where it came in that we think that they don't, but they do. They should be completely responsible for their own actions. Nobody would make them do things like they're doing it because they want to do it. Um, It isn't always wanting to be in control or being possessive. Like masculinity isn't that. A lot of people don't want to be in control. A lot of people don't want to be possessive or aggressive. A lot of men don't. So that's not masculinity. We have to change the way that we see masculinity. Another important question is, what about masculinity are you attracted to? As a woman or as a man who likes women, as a woman or a man who who likes men, um, what is it that you are attracted to about masculinity? Are you attracted to the toxic masculinity that I spoke of earlier? The unemotional, domineering, always needing to be in control, needing to be powerful, 
are these the things that, that you are attracted to? Are you allowing the behavior in your relationships in your day-to-day life to be like this? Are you enabling toxic masculinity? What have you been condoned to think about yourself as a woman? And what have you been conditioned to think about men? The roles, are you are you going with gender roles, which are very, very harsh? Um, are you checking to make sure that they're healthy, even if you want to go in a more conservative way, the more conventional way? Are you making sure that it's healthy? Are you making sure that you aren't the person that's being persecuted, that you aren't the person who's being taken advantage of? Making sure that the masculinity and the femininity in your relationship are both healthy and that they are choices and not something that you feel like you're being pressured to do. Um, These are important things to think about, especially when you have kids because you need to teach your kids that neither femininity or masculinity is something that they have to abide by and that there are no rules to being either. For them to just be the people that they are. I just saw a interview with young Miami and she was just saying how I don't want my son to be gay. I wouldn't want my son to be gay. And then said, oh, but I have a lot of hairdressers who are who are gay. I work with a lot of people who are gay. Just because you work with a lot of people who are gay does not mean that you cannot be homophobic. The idea of what masculinity is, the idea of what your son should be like, should not be rooted in this toxic masculinity. How are you going to condition your son to be a way that... He doesn't even know how to be yet. Like nobody's saying make your son feminine, but I'm also saying don't make your son super masculine or masculine. Let your son be. Just let him be who he is and go from there. Just go from there. So all of these are things that like are embedded in us and we have been conditioned to be this way and to see things the way that that we see them is internalized. So it's important to ask these questions. The last thing is to speak up for what you really, really, really want as a woman. A lot of rape culture depends on these outdated ideas about women and men's sexuality. Take the time to figure out what you actually want from sex for yourself and learning how to speak up about it. Because if you do, it can be revolutionary. That means stepping outside of those outdated ideas of what it means to be a woman. You can enjoy sex as a woman. You can know what you like. You can carry around condoms. You can have birth control. You can like to masturbate. You can not want to go down on the person that you are dating. You can want to go down on them. You can like oral sex. Like these are things that you can actually like as a woman. You do not have to confine with these gender roles that's been set out for you because they are outdated. They really are. Women can be anything that they absolutely want to be. So you have a voice. Just use it. And also... It's important for you to know what consent is and what that means to you and relaying that to your partner. I understand that rape can happen between any two people. So this is important all across the boards. Consent means to get permission for something to happen. 
So relaying the message of whether you want permission to be kissed, like you want them to ask for permission to be kissed or to, um, you want them to ask you in order to be touched. Um, that is something that you have to relay to other people. I think that it is always better to ask before touching another person, regardless of how comfortable it might be to bring it up. Um, my friends always, my male friends always ask me, what should I do if I want to kiss a girl? And I'm always like, ask, just ask if you can kiss her. Um, but they always say that that ruins the mood, but I rather it ruin the mood than you get yourself in a position that you can't get out of. <sighs> okay. So that was a lot. And those were my tips for combating rape culture. Like I said earlier, this is really something that men need to discuss, but it's up to us to make sure that we aren't adding on to this problem by constantly protecting them or making up excuses for them. All right, so let's move on to the question segment. All right, so our first question is, how can we better help women who are reluctant to report and seek help? So these, this question is about women who are victims of assault. This is a good question. I am one of these women. I am a woman who didn't report, but I did seek help. And for those who don't want to do either, the only thing that I can say is that um, just be there and listen and be supportive. Because realizing that you have been a victim of sexual assault is a really, really hard pill to swallow. And I would suggest telling your friend to see a therapist or find a support group as soon as possible, or to find an outlet, rather that be writing, yoga, or whatever. You need a support system as well as coping skills. All these help increase the chances of the victim or survivor, or survivor understanding that it wasn't their fault. Reporting has become taboo for some women, seeing the fact that there's rarely any justice for people who come forward. Um, it can be a little discouraging, but... Support is what I suggest for you to give and don't push, don't push it. Just be there. All right. So the second question, what is wrong with the man complimenting a woman while walking down the street? Hmm. All right. So you can definitely say nice dress or nice smile, but saying things like nice ass or nice tits which is basically sexualizing a woman that you don't even know on the street is not acceptable. Another problem is that it is rare, very rare, that it is just a compliment. It's normally followed by, let me get your number or whatever. And honestly, in this scenario, we are rarely being treated or dressed like people. It's normally a bark or a girl or something rude. Then... When we don't react the way you want us to react, we get called bitches and sluts. So there are better ways to address women. And if you aren't sure of those ways, I just suggest for you to not say anything at all. Um, we don't owe you anything. You don't have to talk to us. A lot of times we don't want to be talked to. So if you want to give a compliment, just say nice dress. But that's barely what happens. I just say leave it alone. I would rather not 
get talked to than for somebody to say something to me that offends me. Just let it go. You don't have to speak your mind all the time. I know that's a weird concept for men to understand, but you don't have to say everything that comes to your mind or give in to your impulses all the time. You have control of them. Just don't say anything at all. All right. <laughs> I got through that. I am so happy. Thank you so much for your questions. Please keep them coming. I only use two today. Next week, I probably use three. I know this topic is a little triggering because it is for me, but I know that it's important to speak about this topic because I refuse to have what happened to me and plenty of other women continuously happen or be condoned or enforced by us um, internalizing this idea of what masculinity is. So um, although I hope that you listen to this, although I hope you take all of this in, I understand that the world that we live in doesn't quite understand this and it unintentionally or intentionally constantly triggers the hell out of survivors. So I'm going to send you away with some love because I need it and I know you need it as well. May you understand that your body is yours and yours alone. May you examine your life and cut out any problematic person or habit that you have. And may you fight through all of your past trauma and find peace regardless of circumstances. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week. And I will catch you guys next week. Take a deep breath because I need to take one. <laughs> have a good week, you guys. Bye.